Hello and welcome to the HA Book Club. I'm Summer O'Toole. I'm a romance author. With me is my best friend and co-host, Kelsey. Hello, everyone. And our amazing, wonderful guest is Janiel, who writes under J.L. Seegers, who is also a romance author and a certified smut peddler. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. <laughs> So a quick little housekeeping thing, because I always forget about this. We are doing our giveaway in our Facebook group for major goodies like Kindle Unlimited subscription, a Kindle when we hit 100 members. So all the links will be down below. Also, the anthology for Ukraine, Love Not War, is going to be coming out in May. And we just had all of our cover reveals for the short stories in those. So that's all exciting. Again, all the linky links will be down below. If you like this episode or any of the other episodes, leaving a review really helps us. <laughs> and on the topic of books and this actual episode, we're going to be talking about forbidden romances and the forbidden trope. Before we do that, weekly thoughts. My weekly thought is relatively innocent for me. It was more of just like a like a, a wild and free night. So last night I had hit a certain time where I was like, I would just like to be out of the house. Like, is it a work night? Absolutely. Do I still not want to be here? Also, yes. So I was texting my main boo, as we all know, Mr. EMT, and he was out on the town. And I was like, I really don't need to see him. But also, what is he doing? Like, will <laughs> I see him? Will I not? We all know how it ends up. So he was on his motorcycle and he ended up picking me up on his motorcycle because I have my own helmet and jacket like conveniently because you know maybe I'm just looking to be in a little like MC situation in my future who knows you know you gotta be be prepared for everything (laughs) (laughs) so I just like smoked half a joint hopped on the back of his bike and we like hit the town and I was like I feel wild and free in the best way so that is my weekly hot, just feeling like my best self. Ooh. I love that. Monday for the books. It is a Monday for the books. Plus motorcycles. I don't know. Have you guys ever ridden a motorcycle? I have ridden on one. I haven't. Unless you count my little like electric. Um, <laughs> like we have me no. and my, so I have two brothers and my parents for some reason. I think maybe they were like on sale, like in the neighborhood or something but for some reason they decided to buy us all these matching like bright yellow and orange electric razor like motorbikes so they look like little motorcycles but they're like little (laughs) (laughs) and anywho they could go like 30 miles an hour tops because they were electric and miniature so unless you count that i've only ridden on the back of motorcycles I'm really not going to because like what I was going (laughs) to allude to with this is the vibration of an engine of a motorcycle is very stimulating is what I was going to allude to. So then for you to go down childhood lane for a minute there, that was not the vibe that I was aiming. But I'm just so glad that now I'm going to picture your yellow childhood motorbike now whenever I get on a motorcycle. So thank you for that. You're welcome. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, someone else erase this from my brain. Jump in with your weekly hot. <laughs> oh gosh. So mine was that. So usually, like on the weekends, 
we go visit my mother-in-law and she lives about like 45 minutes an hour depending on traffic outside the city and that's a good chunk of time that we get to listen to my podcast because yes listen to my own podcast thank you and most of the time my partner gabby is just like on her phone or doing something else and i think she's you know not really paying that much attention except for when she laughs at our jokes and she thinks kelsey is like really funny <laughs> But anyway, okay, anywho, anywho, I think she's, you know, like, going in one ear, out the other. But the other night, I think she would have been paying a lot more attention than I thought she was. And that's all I'll say about that. Ooh. <laughs> okay. See, now I feel like I have to change mine because the one that I had in mind is, like, a weekly warm. And I just can't be outdone. <laughs> I have a reputation to uphold. <laughs> Like, okay, you know, my husband bringing me coffee is very cute, but I just don't know if it'll do it with you girls. <laughs> Summer first. Well, the, <laughs> when you put those examples in the email, you have to let us know. You gotta let the girls know that we're going to get that spicy. Okay. I have to be prepared. So now I just have to think about the fact that, okay, so obviously like I write smut. And so my husband <laughs> is now privy to the, you know, like the preferences that I have. And so like, he will watch like my videos, like he watches the TikToks that I make about my books. He watches the TikToks that other people make about my books. And so now he's on book talk. So, <laughs> you know, he's, you know, starting to ask questions about praise kings and hand necklaces and it's just all making me very like you know happy like I'm just like yes girls keep doing the Lord's work like the FYP is like it's really like it is the for you page because it's blessing me you know like I'm just I just feel like I'm blessed every day when he comes across these videos and they're not even all about my books now he's just getting everybody so you just see so like anybody could be out there teaching Mr. Seeker something new. <laughs> I love that so much. Like I was laughing, but I am just so thrilled for you. Yes, yeah, it's very nice. Like I made a video about it and someone was like, so congratulations are in order. And I was like, yes, very much so. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> Reading smutty books for yourself, always fun. But mm -hmm. when your like partners start getting involved, it's just it's, it's just another level. Yeah. It's yeah. another level. It's another thing. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay, so you you might be into that. And you're like, yes, I'm definitely into that. <laughs> might. Might is too weak of a word. We know right. I'm like, into yes. It. yes, it's a hard yes. Like I am. I'm into it. <laughs> so funny. I'm like actually crying. <laughs> well then let me tell you this my husband also shared like links to my books on Facebook and so now like my dad knows about <laughs> my books and like my grandma like my dad's mom has like called me and like literally requested that I basically make her a personal audiobook of <gasps> <laughs> my books and I'm like grandma no like I'm she was like I just need to just record it because you know she's older and 
So she doesn't, you know, she doesn't really spend a lot of time reading or anything like that. And she's like, I'll listen to it. I want to support you. I'm like, I'm not making you a personal like smut tape. Like I'm not doing, (laughs) I'll never do that. (laughs) Like, no. That's what it would be too. It would be a smut tape. It wouldn't just be like a book on tape. That is a smut tape. It's just pure smut. Like, no, I can't do that. I, I don't think I can do that. I, could, I wouldn't even live through it. So <laughs> like I would die of embarrassment the moment I, <laughs> I sit down to record it. So. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Forbidden trope. Time, time is getting away from us. Okay. Forbidden romances. So forbidden romances are kind of, the way I look at them, is there's forbidden and taboo and taboo is kind of on that like edge of I don't want to say like morals but it's like forbidden is kind of things that are just societally maybe not so encouraged it's maybe you know not expected things like student teacher or bodyguard and princess widows best husband's best friend you know different things Mm -hmm. like that where it's not necessarily you wouldn't look at somebody in a real life situation and be like oh my god they're a terrible crazy person but it's not expected like it's an interesting different dynamic than you normally get whereas taboo which we aren't talking about today but taboo is like step siblings or like stepfather stepdaughter and kind of more of that like morally questionable gray zone if it was to be in real life yeah do you guys agree with that mm-hmm. yeah so that's what we're talking about today is forbidden romances and none of them are really dark which is interesting because i always think of like forbidden romances as dark romances but they're really not it's really like a lot of contemporary stuff I read Twisted Games by Anna Wong and it is like the second uh, book in like the Twisted series and it is a bodyguard and you know a bodyguard romance and like those are like my favorites and this book was really giving me like princess diary vibes but if it had like gotten a little like, you know, nastier. (laughs) And so, you know, we have Bridget, she's a princess from like this small European country and she's like the second in line for the throne. And she goes to college like in the States and which is why like she needs a bodyguard basically. So her bodyguard that she's been with for years retires. And so enter Reese Larson and he's got attitude and he's bossy and he's like, from literally the moment they met, like I remember reading that first scene and he was like, you're going to have to move. And I was like, oh God, (laughs) like it's about to be problems with these two. So like from, like from the jump, he's just like, this is how it's going to be. And like, you know, Reese does this thing that like, I love he like starts calling her princess ironically and then it like becomes this term of endearment and that's literally like my favorite 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 thing that like guys do like book boyfriends do in uh books like it's just like mm, 
it's so delicious like yeah you're calling her princess like with a little snarl now but later I know like what yes. it's gonna be like you're gonna be bowing down sir just be prepared <laughs> like I already know it's coming okay and so basically like you know the story like they have like this tension and like you know sexual tension between them and it basically like you know comes to a head anytime Bridget is in danger or if she is like dancing with a guy in a club in a tight dress because Reese won't give her what she wants and yeah so like they basically have this whole situation that they you know that will they won't they kind of vibe until Bridget's brother lets her know that he's like abdicating the throne and which means that she'll have to be like the queen of Eldora and she like rightfully so feels pissed off and trapped and like especially like mad at the prospect of having to live like a loveless life and like you know be ready to do anything for her country and especially because that means that she like you know doesn't get to explore this relationship and chemistry that she has with Reese because he's not a royal so she can't do anything with him until she does which <laughs> I was gonna say there's gonna be a quick turnaround on that actually. yeah it's like you know it was just like they were kidding this around you know with that part like oh uh, he's not a royal so nothing can ever happen and then like you know he's eating her out in the throne room which is like my favorite scene ever and it's so delicious like it's just the best scene and he's like this is how a queen should be treated and I'm like yep <laughs> yes, yes. It's so beautiful. Just like my favorite scene. I have like that whole entire section of that novel just highlighted. Like it's just like it's beautiful. Yeah. So it's a very good book. I rated it 10 out of 10 because it's just like, you know, forbidden romance is my thing. I love it. And the spice was just chef's kiss. So five, five peppers, you know. Just from that one scene alone, just yeah, just did it for me. I had read that book, and fun fact: the cover model is the same cover model on my first book, Stolen at Sea. I already was like very partial to him as a character. There's a lot of fairy, just like oh, he went there. Oh, <laughs> it's a, a lot. Good yeah it's very good I didn't even realize that though like so now I'm gonna go and like obsess over your cover and that cover and like oh my gosh like same guy so different like Mm -hmm. (laughs) equally hot on both (laughs) I also I really want to read um Twisted Hate by Anna Wong Mm -hmm. I read Twisted Love as well and I wasn't like blown away by it but I really, really liked Twisted Games. So I think mm-hmm. it kind of, you know, like any book, it kind of comes down to the individual characters. It's not always mm-hmm. like just the author. I can agree with that. I read Twisted Love too. And like, I liked it, but I feel like I liked Bridget and Reese a lot more than I liked Anna and Alex. Anna and Alex, right? Anna and Alex? Ava. Ava, sorry, goodness, what am I thinking of? <laughs> Ava and Alex, like, I like them better. I think that, I don't know, there's, like, this part of me, like, I I can do, like, the cold, like, elusive, like, you know, bad boy, like, kind of vibe, but I just, 
Alex just I just wanted to strangle him like <laughs> like he just made me angry and I think maybe I would have liked him a little bit more if like at the end after like Ava knows everything that he did and all that stuff like if we could have seen him grovel like just a little bit more like I wanted the scenes you know <laughs> I didn't want like the quick summation like I wanted everything I want he was on his knees at 11 outside my door like that's what I want and I just I just didn't get it so Reese is definitely like my favorite and I haven't read Twisted Hate yet so I'll have to see what Josh Chen is about I've heard good things so I've heard good things too <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh yeah okay Kelsey for because I don't think you've read the series you may have started mm-hmm. Twisted Love I love that I like know your reading habits you I feel like think of it. <laughs> I feel like when we did our readathon like eight months ago Mm -hmm. I was like this book I think would be Kelsey approved but it's inter it's a interconnected standalone but each plot is sort of its own and then the characters all the heroines are like best friends Mm -hmm. so they're like this group of girls who are best friends and Alex the guy from the first book is Ava's brother's best friend and Josh in the third book is Ava's brother mm-hmm. with her best friend was best friends this is one of those situations <laughs> and this happens a lot for me where I just wish that I could google like v- not Venn diagram but like visual diagram of who is connected to who like I just need a family tree of these characters like I'm reading A Court of Thorns and Roses right now and I'm officially like almost through the second book and I still need like a family tree for just everyone to like keep them all straight. I feel this no, way often. That's, that's true. Yeah, I, I think that like that's like a thing that I've seen some authors do like, you know, like give like resources like for their stuff. And like, that's something that I was thinking about doing for the New Haven series because like I realized like there are things that I know that maybe like the readers don't know, like kind of thing. And I think that it could definitely be like useful, like, because Mallory isn't Sloan's sister, she's Sloan's sister-in-law and things like that, like little things that people just mix up or forget or whatever. And I think it could be really like helpful, especially with that friend group, because it's like (laughs) her best friend and they're all best friends and his brother and yeah and then like her bodyguard but his co-worker best his best friend co-worker like yeah <laughs> it's nice when it comes from the author because you know that there's not going to be spoilers like I never google anything because I'm afraid that I'm just going to get everything spoiled and I'm like mm-hmm. I'm I'm only here in this series right I don't want to I don't want to get anything spoiled I'm too excited I just want a better understanding yeah so I do appreciate when authors do that for sure so this, my book is Business Casual by Daniela Allen, and it is a office romance, and there's the main character, and she, okay, so her name's Imani, and she goes into this job interview that she, like, absolutely needs to have, like, dire circumstances. She is a boss-ass bitch, and she just was like, this is my dream job situation. It's mine. She goes to the building early before the interview, as all who are ready for their interviews do, and she just like looks around is like oh this is a nice building like I, I'm vibing with it and then she gets approached by this guy named Trey and Trey like instantly sparks fly 
she has no idea who he is and like he immediately gets called away but like from the moment that their hands touch it's like instant chemistry so we know that he's going to come back later in some way here comes her interview and she goes upstairs goes up to her interview and lo and behold are we surprised who's interviewing her but trey but by a different name by like he's like a the third in the line of this company so he was like mr whatever whatever when really it was like no it's trey but he's like Mr. Whatever the third. Sorry, obviously I can't remember what his last name is, but you know, we get, we get the vibe. Mm-hmm. We get the vibe. So she's ready to sign paperwork. She gets the job. She's ready to sign paperwork and she hasn't signed any paperwork yet. This is crucial. She goes out to on the town with her best friend. They get a little hammered and they run into Trey and his best friend at the same exact like bar slash dancing location. So they decide after a couple of drinks where they basically just like completely ignore their best friends and are just like solely focused on each other. Everyone's like, basically like, you just need to fuck, like get it over with. Like, I know you guys are about to be like, like, this is about to be your boss, but like, just have it happen. And that's what they do. They have one super wild, crazy night where they like agree at the beginning. Okay. Starting tomorrow, like you're an official employee, like you're signing paperwork and then this can't happen. But like for tonight, like, let's just kind of like scratch an itch. So they do. And they scratch that itch like three or four times. And it was detailed and it was, it was good. So now they're in this position where they're trying to be socially not awkward with each other. And they're trying to like basically not rip each other's clothes off in the office because they know that they can't because it's like a contractual liability. There was a lot of really like intense emotional and physical connection between them there was a lot of drama that just kept coming in as well so there was a lot like there was you know the giant misunderstanding there was the sacrifices that Trey was making so that way he could get Amani it was a little all over the place at times but overall like definitely hit that forbidden romance trope very very strongly And I have a favorite quote, middle of them being intimate with each other. Why'd you stop? I panted. Because the first time you come won't be wasted on my fingers. Staring deep into my eyes, he hooked his fingers into the sides of my waist G-string and pulled it down. The first time you will come on my tongue as I taste your pussy. He sat me down and pushed me back. The second time you will come on my dick as I bury myself deep inside you. He unzipped his pants and pushed down his boxer briefs with them. And every other time you come will be however you want. Oh, okay, sir. So <laughs> I think I counted three or four times right there. Right. And that was just, that was just night one, right? Like she's ready to come on his fingers and he's like, oh, hell no. Like we're going to have more fun than that. So, I mean, I certainly appreciate someone who's going to pleasure their partner in the bedroom. And that was a recipe for success if I've ever seen it overall I'd rate it like a six out of ten there were some things that I personally just didn't vibe with with the writing so it made it a little bit more challenging for me to get into it like fully into it but I mean it was good like I'm not mad about it I would definitely recommend it to people who like the forbidden romance trope and who like office romances And then the dirty talk was good when it occurred. So I would rate the spice a three out of five. Nice. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. (laughs) 
book was Restore Me Wee. by <laughs> Mrs. J.L. Seegers. And it is a phenomenal debut novel that just about every single reviewer has agreed that they could not believe that it was a debut novel. And we'll get into all the juicy details of your publishing journey later, but let's talk about this book. So Restore Me is about Sloan and Dominic, also known as Dom and Nick, or Asshole Alexander. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, Sloan's husband Eric died suddenly four years ago, and she has been grieving him, hasn't really moved on, hasn't really dated anybody, and his best friend is Dominic, and they've been best friends since like childhood. So Dominic has always been in Sloane's life as long as she was in Eric's life. And they met in college, I believe. And they, and the entire time, Dom has just been like really cold, really like dickish, very much like, like at one point, Eric and her, or no, I think she's like waiting in the dorm room for Eric. And Dominic comes in and she's like oh my god like what do you like you startled me or something and he's like I can be in my own room like and like you know like the like manly like grunt thing and he's like I don't have to announce myself like what are you even doing here so they have had that sort of relationship their whole time that they've been in each other's lives and you kind of know from the prologue that Dominic's feelings might not be truly out of disliking her might be because he likes her a little too much. But basically, they are end up having to be together for a work project. And that starts bringing them together. There's also, like, an incident at a club where he comes to her defense. Um, and that kind of starts sparking things. And they're spending more time together. Whereas before, they were just, like, cordial in each other's same orbits. And while he... They both have a lot of trauma from their parents that they are working through individually in like different ways and with each other and like learning to love through that as well as through the grief of losing Eric because you know Sloan lost her husband but Dom also lost his best friend and his like buddy through life. Something I really really liked was Dom wasn't a replacement to Eric my dad died when I was like three and my mom still wears her wedding ring. She's been somebody else for like the past 20 years, but they've never tried to replace my father. They, you know, we have a little like altar with his ashes and family photos. And it's always like one doesn't replace the other. And I think when you're handling spousal loss, there's a sometimes from an outside perspective it seems like somebody is feeling somebody else's shoes or it's replacing them but it's really just like an addition and I think that that was handled really well and yeah so basically they you know they they're kind of forced together with this work project their attractions kind of just keeps you know doing its thing Mr. Alexander has quite a mouth on him he is really like romantic at heart but just like has a lot of like macho masculinity issues passed down from his father that he's like trying to work through and love through but of course we have that forbidden trope as well because he's the 
best friend of her dead husband so there's like that the guilt on both of their ends of like moving on and then with that person as well there was all can I jump in yeah okay because I also read it and I was so into it (laughs) so I'm like I keep wanting to catch you off summer which is not what I want to do but now I'm going to add on yeah you can add on (laughs) so their relationship like from when they decided that they were going to like be together in some capacity even with like you know the like imaginary deadline which was the end of the project right so like even with that deadline like he was just so stinking good to her like I know Janelle it's like it's on your it's on your TikTok like that scene where he she's getting ready for bed and is like putting on her husband's old shirt Mm -hmm. and it's what she wears every single night to bed but now she's like all of a sudden conflicted like should I wear this should I not wear this like it's so obviously his and he just like walks up to her and like tells her to put up her hands and just dresses her and like let's go to bed let's just coexist to each other I melted I nearly (laughs) melted because I was like that's how it's done that is completely how it should be done so I just squealed over that and then can we just take a pause to talk about the elevator scene because I could not in in, like I was overwhelmed so like she he finally convinces her that they're gonna go out she's stressing because they're trying to keep it under wraps because they haven't told family friends yet so she's like we're going to this super nice restaurant like I've always wanted to go I'm so glad that you know this about me but also like I'm stressing out so she's in the elevator stressing out and as they go higher and higher on the floors he is just making her panties drops actually I don't even think she's wearing panties no nope. right? she's not even wearing <laughs> panties which makes it even better so he has full access and then after a great finale in the elevator with that time constraint which was mm-hmm. just so freaking hot it opens up and no one's in the restaurant like he essentially like pulled a favor and bought out the entire restaurant for her knowing that like she always wanted to experience it but like without the stress of it like oh talk about a book boyfriend I know (laughs) oh my gosh that elevator scene I thought about it I still think about it like when I read that book like for weeks I was just like the elevator scene like will I ever have my own elevator scene I hope so I hope you do I hope you get to have one every woman deserves well every person deserves an elevator scene they really do I'm just like too logical like I'm just gonna think to myself okay we're in an elevator you just press the button with your hand Mm -hmm. how many other people (laughs) also press that button with their hand and now you're gonna want to put that finger in me like I think not sanitize it's like but then that's even worse get that soap and water oh you're right we don't want to sanitize we're we're missing we're messing up a lot of ph there (laughs) we are okay so like okay here's my new scene, right? Mentally, here's my fantasy. They wash their hands. They don't touch anything, right? They wash their hands aggressively. And then like with their elbow, elbow. they hit the button on the elevator and then we can have our sexy scene and I'm not going to have to worry about germy hands. Which like- Or or you can just press the button. That's true. I could press it, but I hate pressing the buttons. Press the button, yeah. I hate pressing the buttons because I no, don't no, want no. to. No, no, no. That would be way too simple. That would be that would be too simple. <laughs> no, I mean this imaginary person to wash their hands aggressively before entering the elevator, knowing that no one else is going to be around, so that way we can have a sexy elevator scene. Okay. Oh my gosh. 
it sounds like now I just need to find myself like a billionaire who owns a really big building. And then he can just, we can just get on the private elevator and do one mm-hmm. of those moments. Cause then there we know go. no one's going to interrupt. But that well, takes I'm away really... half of the, oh, half of the point of it being the t- t- clicky ticking time. Not, it's not bomb, but. Well, I mean, but we're still going to get to the top. <laughs> it's still, the doors Someone's are Someone's going to blow. <laughs> I just, I need to work on my fantasies over here. I can't think too hard about them because this is what happens. Yeah, that is the thing. Like, you do have to, like, suspend reality. And I'm, like, a lot super logical person, too. And so, like, whenever, like, I'm, like, writing, I'll have to be, like, you know, like, oh, wait, like, but wait, where was his hand the last time we saw it? And, like, where was this? And where was that? And, like, logically, could that make sense? Like, I'm, like, asking my husband questions. (laughs) Do you think your hand could reach there? (laughs) And he's, like... Can we not? <laughs> Just can we not? I'm like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> if I don't ask you, who's going to tell me? <laughs> literally, literally. I had that like almost same scenario a few weeks ago. I was like, Gabby, can you just like, can you just see if you can physically reach <laughs> from this? Because it's like the last thing you want to do is like get a review in and somebody's like, this scene doesn't didn't make any damn sense. Like there's no way a person's hand could fit there. And I'm like, oh damn. <laughs> That's true though. Because when I read those scenes and it doesn't make sense, I'm like, now all I'm thinking about is the fact that I don't understand how this is happening. And then exactly. I like read and then you're not in the smut anymore. You're in mm-hmm. the logic. I just want the smut to just sweep me off my feet. Exactly. So you guys are doing the Lord's work in terms of making sure that I can enjoy my smut by asking those questions. (laughs) We do what we can for the people, you know. (laughs) That's what we're here for. Before we just like break off into all of our wonderful rambles, I think we need to rate. Mm. I'd say like a solid nine and a half out of 10. Absolutely. Yeah. I also, I'm not a big contemporary romance reader that isn't like mafia (laughs) for me like a hot like a high rating in the contemporary setting most contemporaries are dnf (laughs) like like can't like can't i'm like so you're telling me he like asked her on a date and didn't kidnap her Mm. suspicious (laughs) i know How would, I mean, like, I know how I'd rate the spice. I think like four, four or five. Mm -hmm. Because like, for me, the amount of dirty talking that occurred through like all of their sex scenes, that just made it a bajillion times hotter because like, I want to know what's going on. I want to know what they're thinking. And I want to see all the things play out. So for me, that always like dirty talking always like bumps it up another pepper for me. If not and two. half the time it was like poetic romance. Yes. It wasn't just like I'm gonna beep beep leap leap leap. You know, it was like <laughs> like I'm jealous of the curls that get to touch you and like you know it with like I mean, like a little bit of like praise kink thrown in there too. Yeah. Definitely. Which we Dom's just... been on the FYP page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> most definitely he's like he knows all the things he's got all the tricks yeah actually that's funny because 
an hour or two ago, I was on my FYP page and somebody had been, I, I forget what the prompt was or it was a sound or it was like, it was something about like your favorite book boyfriend and it was this person and in the background was them just like scrolling through their Kindle. Have you oh, seen yeah. that? It's yeah, just like it's, all it's, her um, highlighted quotes. Yeah, it's Tanji <laughs> and she's so sweet and she makes the best like aesthetics for books. Like I just love her so much. Yeah, I saw that earlier. My husband sent it to me. He was like, have you seen this? <laughs> That's so sweet. Well, speaking of people being in love with your books what has you have two out now one full length and one novella Mm -hmm. what has your stunning debut to your publishing career been like (laughs) uh it's been surreal like I I've always like loved writing and like I don't know if you've seen like I've made videos about how like I used to write fan fiction like b2k fan fiction (laughs) This is just like embarrassing to say now, but like I've always like loved writing. And so, but like I had never like finished anything that I wrote like before I wrote Restore Me. And so like it's just surreal to like constantly like be talking about like my books, like with people or like having people like make videos and like because I'm still like in my head, like, oh my God, like I really let people read this. Like I (laughs) really like send this out into the world and then like not only did I do it once like I did it again like (laughs) why (laughs) why did I do that two times I'm like okay so now you're like gearing up to do it a third time like so it's just like it's been great like I have like cried you know because like it's just been so many like gushing like you know reviews like so many people have been like I really like adore this book and like you're my favorite author and I'm like I never thought that like I would hear like those words and even like you know just having like conversations with people about grief and like you know like about Sloan's grief and about even Dom's grief grief you know like how they handle it and for people to say like you know oh it's just it's so real to me like you know it's like it just touches my heart because like I've lost a lot of people like in my life and so I in a lot of ways like it was very cathartic to like put that in there to like talk about like how devastating it can be and not have to hide it like you know because a lot there is a lot of like shame around grieving like grieving people like even Sloan's grief about like the miscarriage that she experienced like there's a lot of like you know shame around those things like I've experienced that and I haven't been able to like openly have conversations with people about those things for whatever reason and so like I really understood and felt how she felt and I've had a lot of people message me and say like you know like that really resonated with me like thank you for putting that into a book like thank you for like giving me the space to like see myself or see that part of my life like in a character that got to then turn around and experience joy and love and like have something beautiful come out of that so it's been really it's it's been crazy like it's been crazy good though so I I second all of that I think when somebody can include something that's like such a nuanced sensitive subject and do it with such grace that people find comfort in that pain is can be very tricky and can be very like 
moving when it's done right as you obviously have done it yeah and I think I yeah because I especially like being in a lot of the dark romance world there is a lot that goes on that is like some of it's for shock value some of it isn't so then but you also have this element of like detached like it's like almost as fantastical as Mm -hmm. an actual fantasy book because it's Mm -hmm. so detached from reality so then having something in a contemporary setting that so many people can relate to that is so like nuanced and delicate I think is obvious I mean the people love it (laughs) I don't need to tell you that (laughs) (laughs) when you started on book talk did you already know you wanted to publish or were you on that journey or was it something that you were like hey like I could do this so whenever I started making TikToks like the first TikTok that I made was about I had just watched Sex Life on Netflix and like I like made a video about how like her husband goes to the gym to like basically check out her ex-boyfriend and like he like sees his equipment like and it's very large and so like I made a video joking about that and that's like the first TikTok I ever made (laughs) and then it just like spun out from there and like I ended up like the FYP brought me the book talk and I was like oh wow like there are literally people like talking about books like I've been looking for this space my entire life (laughs) like you know like people to obsess like over romance novels with like this is these are my people so then I was just like stalking people (laughs) on book talk and like (laughs) commenting and like reading other books and then like I just kind of like spun off from there like making videos and like recommending other books but like with no intention of like writing my own book and then I shared one like I've started reading again and I'm sure like you can attest to this summer like you know you start reading and then your brain starts creating like you know like it's something about like absorbing content that's like in the vein of like what you want to create that like kind of like sparks you know your brain and so like that's kind of what happened and then I just started like you know looking at this old draft of what became restore me and I was like let me see like if I can tweak this and like let me see if I can keep writing and then I shared one video and people were like where's this book I want to read this book (laughs) like it's like one excerpt and they're like Where's and I think the line was the oh god what was what was it it was you could say you hate me right now and I still want you to sit on my face like that was like the first line from the book that I shared and people were like where's that book like I need it I need it right now and so I basically like got bullied into writing the book because (laughs) because of excerpts that like I kept sharing people were like I don't want to see another excerpt from this book until it's published like (laughs) dang like it was it was crazy but it was also good because it just like gave me like the courage that I needed to like actually sit down and like pound it out and like see what it was going to become and so it was really good so I didn't know that I was going to end up here but I'm glad I did (laughs) yeah is it something where do you see writing in your future is it something you want to keep being bullied into is it something you want to make like a like more of a focus like what's your 
what what do we have to look forward to basically i want to know <laughs> <laughs> well i don't feel like i have to like be bullied into it anymore so <laughs> like you know i'm just kind of like rolling on my own now like i know that like i want to continue to do this like i'm working on the second book in the new haven series right now uh, which is Mal and Chris's book and it's ah! definitely writing is definitely I was very okay. excited <laughs> it's like the same reaction like I get every time like I've been like reworking their story like so many times because I don't know like why it's so difficult this one is like I know where I want to take them but I'm also like writing the book in like three different parts so like it's like the three different versions of them like you know when they first get together in college and then him leaving and then him coming back after Eric dies and then finally what takes place like in Restore Me and then like past Restore Me so it's like kind of difficult to like wrap my head around all three versions of them but it's really fun and people are like excited about it but I'm like I can't share anything yet because like I'm not ready ready <laughs> and I know the girls will like have my head like don't post any excerpts like give us the book give us the book today <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah like I'm definitely prioritizing writing like before I started writing I was running my own design business like I was doing like brand design and web design and stuff like that and I basically just kind of like tossed that to the side once I passionate like about writing again and like really felt like I could do it so yeah definitely my priority and there will be hopefully many more good books from me (laughs) that's so exciting I can totally relate to the like being so eager to share but knowing that you don't have anywhere to direct them and I'm like dying to get the cover back for my my upcoming release because once I have the cover I'm going to put it up for pre-order mm-hmm. and I know if I start sharing experts now bef- like before it's available for to direct people to mm-hmm. they're just gonna yeah like you're just kind of like you're pulling them in but they don't have anywhere to go and then it's like a letdown I know because like that's what I was experiencing like every time I would post an excerpt before like I had a pre-order link because like just oh it'll be out soon like you know like not really having anything to say and like I was like oh I don't want to continue to do that because like for me as like a reader I would be very like you know frustrated like like with an author for doing that so yeah you just kind of have to like just sit on it for a little while and just wait until you have like something solid you can give the people (laughs) so they don't (laughs) find your address and come beat you up Which I've had people threaten to do, like very lovingly. <laughs> but I mean, definitely. When you get excited about a book series, it's hard to like only get it in parts. And I feel like part of that is also because we live in a world right now where mm-hmm. everything is instantaneous. Yep. And with the amount that you guys share as authors, like it's not a mystery as to what's happening. There's enough of a mystery that we want to know more. But generally speaking, like you're sharing so much of your lives and your working process that like we get those sneak peeks and then we're like oh no we want it now mm-hmm. it's like the people who upload things on tiktok in like two parts like no you could have fit that in one video <laughs> yeah we, no we have three minutes now <laughs> yeah right 
And I definitely understand because I really get upset with people for like that, like for part two, like I hate it, like I loathe it. And I don't care if I am interested in like what happens, I will keep scrolling because <laughs> <laughs> it takes so a lot for me to go to that part two. Yeah, like, come on, like, you know, especially when you know that they're just dragging it out just to drag it out, like, like please. for part two is a sign of we're stereotyping but it's a sign of I need more views or I want more views and I want to blow up my ego right now yes it's like the equivalent to the people who put the like have you guys seen like people on your for you page and they'll have like millions of followers but like and they won't be following you but on like above their handle like it'll say follows you and then you click on their page because you know they don't follow you you'll click on their page and it won't like it's not like a follow back button it's just a follow button like it's like a trick to get people to follow you from the for you page it's so lame like you have six million (laughs) followers why do you need to trick me into following you like the mentions mentions you in the live I'm like I'm like that doesn't that's not even like coming from doesn't even look like it's coming from tiktok like it looks like you literally just titled it mentioned you <laughs> like <laughs> like you're not even doing a good job at trying to trick me at this point right and i don't think i'm actually that valuable of a follower either like <laughs> i'm a terrible follower i don't spend a lot of time interacting with people's videos like even if i like it like i'm like a ghost follower like i would watch and I'll have to make myself like go back and like things. It's not that I'm not seeing them or that I don't like them. It's just like my brain is just like, oh, that's cool. Keep moving. <laughs> yep. I so feel like I'm an absolute troll. I mean, it doesn't help <laughs> that I purposely am trying to keep my like identity a secret. So when I ever have a moment of like, oh, I could post a video. I'm like, no, I couldn't. Because what am I going to do? Blur out my entire face? Like that's, <laughs> that's too much work is my initial thought. And then I just stop right there. But with that comes, I'm just a troll. Like I'm just a complete troll and I fully embrace that. So I don't even, but I'm not even a good troll. Like I'm a good <laughs> troll this summer. But you're not a bad troll. Like you're not one of those people that's like, your butt smells bad. Like, you know what I mean? You're like, I don't know why that's the first thing that came to my mind. I don't know, maybe because you're I not, wouldn't ever say anything mean so that's probably exactly why you're like struggling. you're more of like a lurker than a okay I am a lurker I feel like uh, I'm like the oh my gosh you know what I feel like I'm like I don't know why this came to my brain but I'm like the giant octopus in the lake around Hogwarts that's what I am I'm Some not sure I'm following this summer's not following. Janelle, are you following me? I think I think I kind of see where you're going. You know what? That's fine. You guys are being too nice. I'll think of a different analogy and I'll circle back later. It'll be better. Because <laughs> that one did not land. It's fine. No, it's okay. You know, like I have a six-year-old, so I'm always like inclined to be like, okay, okay. Like the nodding while I'm thinking and processing. So he doesn't <laughs> feel like no one understands him. But yeah, so. I might have been momming you just then. That's okay, because if you had done the same thing to me, like if you had just dropped that reference and it didn't make sense to me, I would have done the same thing But as a teacher, (laughs) because that's my entire life as a teacher. I got 160 kids and I don't, I don't know what, like, God, they threw another word at me today and I nearly had to go urban dictionary it because I just don't know what's going on anymore. Like, oh, did you like getting sticky with me? And I'm like, 
what? Ooh. No. Ooh. And it was like a dance move. Like they were doing a dance move and like, they were laughing. It was cute. It was a moment, but I just like had this look on my face where I'm sure like one eyebrow was like in my hairline because I'm like, what the hell am I looking at right now? What does this mean? And that's just my life a lot of the time. So I, I just, I feel that. And then I just nod and I'm like, okay, this is, mm-hmm. this is nice. I don't understand this, but I'm really happy for you guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to ask any further questions because no. I know that I'm not going to understand if you keep <laughs> explaining, like, I'll just get more confused. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I just have to accept it. And then I go and divert my attention to something else because it just needs to stop. <laughs> Favorite tropes and biggest pet peeves in romance. Oh, also, we're going to add it in there. You can answer in any order. Your, I think it's the Smutty and Nutty podcast that does this, but your, your cock of the week. Why does that? <laughs> I, like, why does that make me feel like it's going to be like your sex toy of the week? That's what I it just... It does sound like it's like a, a detached... Hmm. A detached cock but I'm okay your book boyfriend of the week okay I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna pause Janelle here like just Janelle all you think have you guys seen that video on TikTok of like an author one of you guys who's going on like a weekend getaway and she like tells her husband like which book boyfriend she wants to pack and then it looks like she just like picks up like an entire case of like sex toys and like walks out with like a bunch of books with like highlighted passages of her book boyfriends i have not you, seen that you guys didn't see that i might have also but, just interpreted it wrong <laughs> but i do think i've seen tiktoks of katie robichaux she has like you know those like under bed storage that is like kind of has yes. like a plasticky top and it's like fabric around the side that you like zip it that must have been who this was. Okay. Okay. Tell me she what I was like, actually looking at because apparently I well, did it oh, wrong. I don't. I don't know that like specific one, that specific TikTok you're talking about. But in the past, I've seen TikToks where she's like, when like, when you get something new for your collection, for your research, for your romance books, because she writes, her series takes place at like a BDSM club, so she literally has like, big people are at home listening can't see my arms but I'm doing like <laughs> doing like full-on you know like under bed storage of just many many different things of ex- of, it, of tools of the trade tricks of the trade okay that's what I thought I was looking at and I was excited for this and their weekend getaway so I mean it's very possible the the things that romance writers are and you know smut consumers are willing to do and like subject their significant others to like I don't really think it has like any bounds like the limit does not Mm -hmm. exist it doesn't (laughs) you know so that wouldn't be surprising and I wouldn't be surprised if like once like I get back on my phone and like I'm scrolling through my FYP if that video doesn't show up because I'm convinced TikTok has like you know they're like listening in on us they have like a chip in my brain I don't know because every time I think of something it pops up on my for you page <laughs> you know mm-hmm. we'll see I'll, I'll let you know when I see it <laughs> please do please do okay and Summer, if you... any of us find it it will be linked below okay <laughs> that was a long tangent do you remember the questions okay so I don't remember the questions what were the questions <laughs> 
the book first boyfriend. question was oh you got it Janelle. oh wait my book boyfriend of the week is that where i'm starting wherever okay oh okay well here's the thing whenever i write i don't do a lot of reading so okay i'm gonna just go with like an oldie but a goodie and just give it to gideon cross from the crossfire series by sylvia day because he's just always on my mind. And I just saw a video earlier of someone talking like about him. And like, he's just, I never see enough people talking about that series on, on book talk. And I just don't understand it because it's just so beautiful and like angsty and just delicious. Like he's just, he's everything. So yeah, Gideon Cross, you wanna go? You wanna go with him? He deserves it. He deserves it well. <laughs> No. I is that the series that has like like cuffs like cuff links mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on the cover mm-hmm. so whenever I'm like anywhere within a mile of a bookstore I have to go in one even though now I only buy paperbacks if like I read it as an ebook and I really like it but I have to go into the bookstore I have it's like I'm sure you guys understand it's like a physical so like yep. need mm-hmm. so I always go right to the romance section I usually like grumble about how it's like way hidden in the back or it's like oh this is only it's just the shelf <laughs> <laughs> but there was <laughs> there was a bookstore I went in and there was that crossfire series and I'd recognized it so I was flipping through it to see you know if it really if it really piqued my interest and warranted a pre-ebook paperback purchase and I opened it up to, and it just like happened to be this like very long, in-depth anal scene. <laughs> and that was like, I was like, if anybody just like was like, what are you reading? And I handed them this. <laughs> There's no coming back from that. I didn't end up buying it because I was on a trip and I had very limited space in my suitcase. But <laughs> I'll have you know, that scene was something. Yeah, as I'm saying on the book, the bookstore floor, like <laughs> nose deep in an anal scene. <laughs> it is. It's such a good series, and like the thing that I remember, like I first read it. This was way back when. Whenever I read like Fifty Shades of Grey, like after I finished Fifty Shades of Grey, like I remember like being in like what I didn't know is now called a reading slump and you know because I was just like looking for something else that was like you know that level of spice and it was like on a like recommended list and I was just like okay like this this sounds good so like I like read the first one I stayed up all night reading that book like I literally like I never finished like a book in a day but like I started reading it at night and whenever I was up when the sun came up like pretty sure I was reading that anal scene that you're talking about somewhere like when the sun came up <laughs> like I was into this series and like it's just like one of those series that I reread like every couple years because it's just so good and the whole series is out and it's just it's top tier yeah he's book boyfriend material for sure Okay, and the next question was, oh gosh, favorite tropes? You remember? Oh, yes. Favorite yes. tropes and pet peeves. Okay. Hmm. Okay, favorite tropes. I have to say, like, obviously, enemies to lovers is just, hmm, chef's kiss. Like, it's just one of my favorites. I, like, 
just love whenever like they hate each other and then like it's like oh no I don't actually hate you it's like I hate you because I love you and I can't have you like I just love that I guess that's just like my dream because like I used to be so mean like in school and stuff <laughs> and I was just like want someone to secretly be in love with me but <laughs> like I just needed an enemy and I guess kind of me and my husband were kind of that way hmm. maybe we did break up a few times and got back together. So, you know, enemies, like lovers to enemies to lovers again, kind of thing, kind of vibes. That's me and him. And yeah, like that's one of my favorite tropes. I love forced proximity. Like you're literally, I was just thinking about how like you're going to find that in like literally every single one of my books. Cause like, that's just my favorite way to make people fall in love together. Like they have to have a reason to be together. They need to be stuck. And like, so that's why I loved your first book. Cause like we're on a boat and there's nowhere to go. <laughs> you are a mile. <laughs> you're the only viable option. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh he put me in the cell like yes this is this is my jam like I remember reading I was like yep this is what I mean. <laughs> yeah love force proximity I don't have a lot of pet peeves whenever it comes to books because I think maybe because I just don't have like I don't know like I don't have like a lot of triggers but I really really don't like whenever like I don't like high school romance especially like I mean like I like high school romance like I can watch a show or whatever read it, even a book like but if we have like explicit sex scenes and the book is literally like 18 plus but then you have children who are 17 years old like having explicit sex like that just that's just not like my vibe <laughs> like yep. I just can't do it I think that's one of my biggest pet peeves and I also what else don't I like I like I like most things guys like I'm not a picky person like I think that's like my one like uh-uh that's like my one thing hmm most people would say like cheating but I don't I think I could do a cheating romance if like we have <laughs> adequate groveling and you know I don't know like apologize and mean it and, <laughs> and you know all that stuff I think I could get down with it but yeah mainly just like that high school romance kind of vibes like I don't understand how we're in the school having sex like <laughs> there's nothing sexy about my high school so <laughs> I just don't understand like what's so hot about high school right now like it just doesn't make sense so yeah that's as like my number as one. a high school teacher I just can't like I can't get near that whatsoever it is troubling and let me tell you like I feel like they're what was that show that they just that came out it's a teacher like they made it was like a movie or a book or something and they turned into like a fx tv show i think and i like had really never thought about like the dynamics of like a high school like child and teacher like relationship because it's just whatever but at the end like a like one of the last episodes he was like basically they meet like 10 years later and he's like telling her how their relationship like destroyed him like mentally because he's like because I was a child and I was like oh shit like yeah like, <laughs> like I never was, like really like thought about like the mental like ramifications like for that because like that's just not like a genre or anything like that that like I kind of like moved through so I never like delved into it like deeply but like yeah like 
I could definitely see how that could be detrimental to like the health of a child that's like developing. Was the yeah. student was the student the man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. a male student, female teacher. Gotcha. Reminds me of Pretty Little Liars. And you know what's what's I mean I mean I guess you know hindsight or just mm-hmm. and that's life the thing. Cause, yeah, because I was like I loved Ezra. But I was also a teenager. <laughs> yeah, you're like okay, <laughs> whenever I was like, watching that show. So, like as an adult, like it's completely different. Like I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. that's kind of troublesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like I was so young when I went to college. Like I was 16 at college orientation, and like just turned 17 when I started. And I was like what like nothing matters like age of consent in Louisiana is 17 like not a big deal and looking back like if I mean I have a brother who's 21 he's dating a 28 year old he's like 21 going on 40 so like it's fine yes and I'm like I'm like you're too young sir and I was I'm like 17 year old being like hey you know what I mean like but look now I can't even read a fictional book about it like what it's different like your brain your brains are mature yeah right you don't mature until you're 25 like the male's brain doesn't mature until they're 25 I think it's similar for the female brain I can't remember so no one quote me on that but I know the males don't mature until they're 25 50 oh 25 just kidding no no no, wait (laughs) girl okay I'm gonna okay so it's something like it doesn't grow till full size until 25 mm-hmm. and then after that I just read this fact that it takes until 42 <laughs> for a man's brain or for a man to like fully mature and Bye. I'm but, done with man. right and I'm in the dating world and I said fuck that no I said hard pass hard pass and the sad thing is like I don't I haven't I don't have no science to like back this up like securely this is just like a fact I heard but like just based on personal experience I'm like that's accurate like that's <laughs> stupidly accurate and I am not here for it like I am not I just Mm-mm. can't no no it's it's ghetto because I literally like I've told my husband like we've been together since like we like met in sixth grade and you know been together for like forever and ever and ever amen and but I like told him like you know like if it doesn't work out with me and you I'm done like I like I'm not I'm not going back out there (laughs) I don't I'm not gonna do it like I'll stick to my book boyfriends and like that will be it like I I won't I won't be out there like you it's just not gonna happen and it's like and like we'll just still be best friends anyway because like we're just so similar and like obviously we have a child and like no one would understand like our relationship and also like I'm not moving out of the house so we're just gonna be stuck together forever anyway So we might as well stay together. So we really. might as well just stay together. We should make this work because we have so much skin in the game. <laughs> but if it doesn't, <laughs> if it does not, then just know you don't have to worry about anybody trying to play daddy to your son <laughs> because I will not be dating. So it's fine. Good. I'm good at it. <laughs> my yeah. mother-in-law, my mother-in-law, I know we're also a lot of time. She she lost her husband 
I think maybe almost three years ago now, but like, she'll still be like, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. And granted, you know, she's later on in her life as well, but she's like, I look at men and I try to see if I could do it. And I just go, no. She's like, not men my age, not men my age. Have you seen them? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God bless you. Like, <laughs> I understand. I feel it. And that's why, you know, sexuality definitely isn't a choice. Because if it was, there'd be a lot more gay people out there. Especially gay women. I'm for sorry, sure. For sure. Not, yeah. Who wants to voluntarily put up with men? Nobody. <laughs> no one. <laughs> not unless they're fictional. <laughs> not unless they're written by a woman. <laughs> right. <laughs> the asterisk. Fictional yeah. written by a woman. I saw a, um, a TikTok that it was like straight men written by women played by gay men. And it was like <laughs> Anthony from Bridgerton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. Yep. That's the standard. I, I, yeah. Right there. <laughs> okay. Because I'm going to just keep talking, talking, talking. Let's wrap up so Kelsey can go on her appointment. And it's therapy, y'all. I have no secrets. Take care of your mental yeah. health. Amen. Yeah. Amen. In case you put this in the podcast, not just an appointment, we take care of our mental health here. I know that's right. Okay, so let's wrap up. Forbidden romances, some delicious tension. Mm-hmm. We read Restore Me by Janelle. We read Business Casual by Danielle Allen mm-hmm. and Twisted Games by Anna Wong. And they're mm-hmm. all forbidden, kind of that, you know, nitty gritty, what we've all been talking about this whole hour and a half. I feel like there's something I'm forgetting. Oh, yeah. No, where can people find you? Where can they find your books? And uh, All of my books, well, the two that I have out now are free on Kindle Unlimited and paperback copies are available on Amazon and pretty soon here I will be dropping some special edition copies. And I'm just waiting for proofs. I have like a hard cover coming in the mail. So fingers crossed everything will look good. So we can get ready for that release. Thinking of doing like a whole box kind of thing. You know, like maybe some mm-hmm. merch, things like that. So yeah, we're going to make it real cute, real nice for the girls. And hopefully try to get it out by June for my birthday. So. Yay! You and Kelsey. Wait, oh my God, do you guys have the same birthday? What's your birthday? June 16th. On the twenty second. Oh, my sister is the twenty first. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All in that week. <laughs> well, that's super exciting. And are you just JL Seegers or are you JL Seegers author? It depends on <laughs> where you find me. Um, what's what's JL Seegers on TikTok and then on Instagram? I am JL Seegers author. And then on Twitter, just because, you know, for shits and giggles, I'm at Queen Nilly. So (laughs) I don't know why. I think the better question is why not? Just why not? There you go. Just because I can just do what I want to do, right? Like, whatever. (laughs) Did you guys know that Twitter has like no censorship? Basically, like there's like straight up porn on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I follow like a lot of like not safe for work artists and their stuff on like 
Instagram, you know, we got some censor, you know, blurting out the titties and stuff. On Twitter, it's like, you say, yes, I'm over 18, or like, yes, I'm okay with mature content. Dicks, vulvas, all of it, just <laughs> out there. Like, <laughs> anywho, so if anyone's looking for whatever you know, <laughs> what it what it what was that website that used to be like relevant back in the day tumblr yes it makes me think of tumblr <laughs> thank you for picking up on that janelle i appreciate that i got you i didn't just do the nod like i knew what you were talking about but i didn't know yeah <laughs> i've been very into not safe for work art i felt like a bunch of people on patreon people are so amazingly talented without further ado Janelle, thank you so much for thank you not only agreeing to do this, but then agreeing to rain check and working with our schedule. And you're just a delight. You're an absolute Aww. delight. Your books are a delight. You're a delight. Your TikToks are a delight. Your husband's <laughs> design aesthetic a delight. It's just just like one giant, like you guys know that smiley face with all the hearts around it, like the little emoji. Yeah. That's what this is. <laughs> It's my favorite emoji to use on TikTok. Like, I use it all the time. It's, like, the top. It's, like, the number one emoji in my phone. So that makes me happy. But I'm so glad to, like, have been able to be here with you guys. This is my first podcast, like, interview. So you guys made it really fun and, like, not at all scary. So thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you. So, everybody, we'll see you next week. All right. Toodles. Toodles. Even like the little background of your Zoom is so cute and aesthetic. <laughs> Literally everything you do is just like gorgeous. Let me tell you, this is all my husband. Like, and he. <laughs> He's like our interior designer. Like he does all of this. And then everyone's like, oh my God, I love your plants. Those are his plants. I love <laughs> I love your pegboard. It's his pegboard. Like I, I don't do any of this. I just show up and steal his thunder. So <laughs> but I'll be sure to let him know. Kelsey, what time do you have to go? I know you have your therapy. I have therapy in like 90 minutes. Okay. Okay, perfect. Let's do a little hello. Then we can dive into it because I know that we could just like chat all night and then yes. we're gonna like have mentioned like one and a half books by 90 minutes. Okay. Hello and welcome. Oh wait, really quick. <laughs> do you wanna be how do you wanna be introduced? As JL or Janelle, either James? one. It doesn't matter. You can use my full name or okay. JL, it doesn't matter. Okay, cool. Your husband's cards, mm-hmm. so they reminded me of maybe, gosh, like maybe like six months ago or something. I either comment, I think you commented on one of my videos mm-hmm. about me talking about how like happy endings are like a necessity, mm-hmm. and you said, "I don't have time for heartbreak when I could be falling in love," and I was like, "I'm gonna put." That on a shirt <laughs> and you're like if you do send me one right so, anywho, I'm just reminding you that that quote exists and I have almost made stickers of it like 20 times <laughs>
okay and so like I'm literally trying to talk him into doing like a whole greeting card line and like stickers and stuff for like you know us book babes so I'm gonna have thank you for reminding me of that like I'm gonna have to write that down and he's gonna have to like make that a bookmark or something for us because you know it's too good to just not be there exactly (laughs) and his like little doodles and graphics were so cute mine were like Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I'm I'm passing the baton back okay. to y'all I'll, I will pass it over it's fine <laughs> we'll get it handled don't even worry about it um, sorry I have something in my eye you got you have to blink don't rub blink aggressively like look like you're having a seizure I speak from experience <laughs> <laughs>